and welcome to another dicey episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema and we have seen Snake Eyes. Yeah, uh, the old Nicolas Cage film. No, Snake no, Eyes. No, no, this this is a, a new one, Kaylin. It's it's very very different than the old Nicolas Cage one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that different. It's, I, I guess it's true. <laughs> I mean, quality speaks a lot. Um, it's yeah, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. I feel like putting Origins in the name of a film is a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. You don't trust uh, me? Ask Wolverine. Yeah, eh? no, I, I think they're what free for free on this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's it's a real bad thing to put origins in your title. Um, yeah. So look, no no spoilers up top. Yeah, for no, this. no, no spoilers. Uh, we will get into all the things that you might be missing. Uh, there's not much. Um, I feel like, <laughs> look, I feel like the spoiler section is going to be extended for this <laughs> yes, one. Yes, it is. There's a lot of fixing to be done. Oh, um, wow. And a, and a lot of questions. Um, yeah, it, to, to be fair, uh, Kaylin could have watched the Nick Cage Snake Eyes and probably would have still had the same questions having watched this one. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not good. No, it's really not. And and listen, I, I want everyone to understand that I went into this film uh, with a full heart. Uh, I really did want to enjoy this film. I went in with the proper expectations. I felt like you know, I knew that this film is a uh, soft reboot <clears throat> of trying to you know recapture the magic of a of a kids show, a kids cartoon based on a toy line i i understand that this is not meant to be shakespeare all right i get that and i knew that going in and i was like all right we'll just do all your basic action cliches and just give me some good action you do that i'm gonna walk away and be very entertained and they couldn't even get that right no i think the problem is that they tried to be shakespeare <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it and it was just <laughs> not it was not that and it was not what it should have been because look i was also excited uh, i wasn't expecting much, especially coming off the two previous installments from the Jojo right. franchise, and I right. feel like this is this is supposed to be a reboot of everything. Yeah. Um. And so, I'll, look, all I wanted was I wanted ninjas, mm -hmm. and I wanted fights with ninjas that I could see. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And get excited about. And I'm I'm sorry to say that only one of those elements came to pass in this film, <laughs> and that is that we we got ninjas. Yes. <laughs> Barely though, yeah. just just barely. Yeah, yeah. it's um yeah. They, this is not good, and a lot of this is going to fall on these two pieces that we're going to talk about right now, uh, which is the the writer and the director, yes. um, because both of them Ooh. I hold in deep contempt. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about casting, and I honestly don't think I could blame most of the actors here yeah. because uh, whoever's telling them what to do based on what's written on the page are more at fault than anything that they come out of. So, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, writer and director. Here. Yeah, so the director's name uh, is Robert Sh Sh Schwentke? Schwentke. Yeah, sure. Sh Schwanky? I, f I think it's oh, German. Oh, Robert Schwanky is what <laughs> we call him. There we go. Robert uh, Schwanky. Yeah, oh, Robert Schwanky. <laughs> <laughs> Who has directed such hits as... Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Red. He directed Red. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he also directed R.I.P.D. 
Ooh, that's 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 a bit brutal. I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a bit rough. Uh, um, he, he also uh, directed the Captain, and uh, uh, but then he also directed Allegiant. Yes, he he. It looks like he's done two. And are those films in the Divergent series? In, yeah, um, yeah, Insurgent as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Between Red and R.I.P.D., Snake Eyes falls a bit more in that R.I.P.D. But look, you also directed The Time Traveler's Wife, which I've not seen. Oh, I, have, I have not seen. Uh, but I know it's got Eric Banner in it. Right? Okay. Uh, he directed looks like an episode of Lie to Me, uh, Flight Plan from 2005. Ages ago, never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. That's the Jodie Foster, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I enjoyed <coughs> Red. I enjoyed Red too, and I, I, I did, yeah. But I, but I also very much disliked R.I.P.T. So I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and that says a lot because I will see almost anything with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it was was not good. No, no, it wasn't. So I, you know, a bit of a. I think my problem with knowing these things that he has directed is that well. Sure, there's some duds on there. Uh, there are some things that I think he does in red, which which are very capable. It, it's clear that it's not like he's some uh, you know director who's never worked with action before, has no idea how to handle an ensemble cast, has never worked with fake gun, you know, car chases, all this kind of stuff, right? I, I could almost forgive that if you'd never dealt with that, right? But you've got major big budget action films in your in your catalogue. So why in the world are you making the types of decisions that you've made for this film? It it is baffling. Yeah, and also, wow. All right, so this sometimes it's not always the director's vision. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get studio interference. Right. The editor has a lot to do with it because they're really cutting the film together. And usually, usually the director is supposed to get final say over what's come out from the editor. But mm-hmm. sometimes the studio has has things as well. Uh, this was edited by a. I uh, know oh we never bring up editors, but I have to because this. <laughs> no, film, you have to. <laughs> wow, you St- have to. Stuart Levy. Okay. Uh, who who is also the editor with this same director on Insurgent and Allegiant. He also edited the film Jumper. You remember the one with Darth Vader? I, 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 do, I do remember with yeah. the young Darth Vader. Yeah, Taxi. <laughs> with. Yeah, is that the one with Jimmy Fallon? I think uh, is that is that what that is? I think so. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, it is. It is. It's the uh, Queen Latifah Jimmy Fallon buddy comedy. Oh, good lord! Taxi. Oh, uh, the Nutcracker. Well, that, that's not good. Yeah. So again, I don't know who was in charge of cutting this film, but it is disastrous. It's yeah. oh. it's so painful. That you can't make out what's going on most of the time. Anytime there's an action sequence, yeah. it's abysmal. Yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure because it's not even just. I can almost deal with shaky cam. You know, if it's if it's done right, there are proper ways to do shaky cam. I'm not particularly a fan of it. Uh, I, I don't like that type of you know cut and film. Um, I, I find it to be very off-putting when it comes to action. Uh, but this seems to take all of that, like the worst parts of of choppy, shaky cam action. Like, I thought the cameraman was drunk, to be honest. I, I was like, that man is over there just 
downing bottles in between takes because there is no steady shot. It is impossible to understand or know what is happening in every single action sequence. Yeah, and you know, I understand why shaky camp gets used from time to time because you want it frenetic. You want it to feel like you're in the action. But right. this, it was in places that was just unnecessary. There was places where characters would be running and it was like the cameraman was running behind them but at a distance <laughs> so it didn't it wasn't close up like i felt like i was that person running right. it yeah. felt like i was holding a camera and running behind someone and yeah. it was that really at a certain point i was like are they trying to make me sick because that's... So that, it's got a bit of that clover field in there yeah, it's just, it yeah it's it's a nightmare and and look there are ways again with the shaky cam and there are ways to make the camera feel like it's a part of the action without being off-putting right off the gate and and obviously you know one of the actors is in this film as well but the raid redemption is a lot like that right he does a lot of clever camera tricks to make it feel like you're in there the camera moves a bit with everything yeah. but that's not you can still see what's happening and I just figured it out, Benjamin. Maybe that's why they cut away so much in each action sequence, because they was trying not to make you sick from all the shaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't believe they were that benevolent. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't think they were that oh, pure of heart, you if just, you will. You just think they don't know how to cut together <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, absolutely, that's, that's yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm convinced that Stuart Little over here uh, has no idea... How to, how to edit an action sequence. Cause that's, that's part of the reason we, we brought it up, right? Because not only is it filmed in a strange, just incredibly baffling way, but then whoever looked at it and was like, Oh, I know how to make this better and just mixed it all jumbled. I mean, there are so many great potential action scenes, right? Cause they got the setup right. It's clear that the director understands, all right. This scene is going to be these people fighting and we're going to set it up like this. So the audience is going to get real excited. And then everyone's like, oh, oh, I can't wait. What's it going to look like? Well, we don't know because we're going to cut away from it as soon as it happens. <laughs> Multiple times. Pretty much every time something cool is set up. Yes. It cuts away to something else. Like someone will be, it'd be like, I'm trying to think of a, of a film that most people have seen or at least seen in a trailer, like an action film. Um, the, the, and I'm, I apologize. This is what's coming to mind. Troy. Okay. Right? So from the trailer, right? They had that big epic scene where Brad Pitt runs up, jumps in the air and does the stabby stab in the neck yeah. sort of a thing and then just keeps going and walks away and then the guy collapses behind him, right? Right. So I want you to imagine that. Yeah. But just, just as Brad jumps into the air, it cuts to the audience. <laughs> and, and them reacting... And they're all very excited. And then they cut back. The other guy's down and Brad's just standing there. That's, yeah. That I, was this. And honestly, I, and, and to all of you listeners, that is not an exaggeration. I, 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 the other thing that comes to mind would be like, you know, you take something like The Matrix, right? So imagine Keanu and, you know, Trinity walk into the building. They hold up the guns. The security goes off. All the guys rush out. And then it cuts away. Morpheus yeah, yeah. just hanging out and then it comes back and they're all dead you didn't watch anything that happened and then they just leave yeah they, they just leave. they just get in the elevator <laughs> and that's it that's the whole scene uh that is exactly how a majority of almost all of these action sequences take place and it is just 
it is so frustrating because this is the bare minimum. This is it. This is your saving grace. We already know that you're not going to have this amazing script, right? We already know that. It's We get it just on what it's based on. So this has got to be the linchpin that holds it all together. And you couldn't even do that. Uh, yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, I mean, even on a smaller scale, sometimes there weren't entire fights that was missed. But anytime someone would set up to do a cool move, like they would be launching into the punch or whatever, and it would cut away to a different character yeah. fighting someone else, so you'd never see the payoff. Right. Yeah. Mm. And there were so many of these weird, like, because uh, they, they do a lot of group fights, right? So you, you've got, you know, one or two people that are kind of fighting off a bunch of bad guys. And they did this weird thing where, like, instead of showing you the action, uh, if they didn't cut away, it, it, and if it wasn't in a shaky cam, they would, like, zoom in and let them all do their pose while like action was going on around them so like they do a cool move that you didn't see and then all you'd see is them doing their their finishing yeah. kill oh, shot pose this, and it was like what is happening this movie loved superhero poses oh my god we get multiple god. times throughout a fight people would stop and pose in a way that looks cool for trailers yeah and yeah. that's about it. Yelena would hate this movie. <laughs> there was the, uh, it's from the trailer actually, where they're on that, there's like that neon red sign. Yes. And you got Storm Shadow on one side and another ninja fellow on the other. Yeah. And it's like that, that scene from the trailer is the entire cool part yes. that we get. Like yes. they pose. That's all you see. They pose, they cut away. Yeah. And you sort of see some of the fight from a distance. Yeah. But it's not even that much of a fight. No, it's it's really not. And it's it's and again, it's so frustrating because that just that look, right? Just that aesthetic is so perfect for a setup, right? The neon background, it, it looks great. I'll give them that. The setup looks great, but there is no payoff for any action sequence that happens in this film. Um, and and if if you're sitting there and because I did this, because I actually saw uh, you know, a review or two that was like, oh, yeah, there's shaky cam and you can't see anything. And I was like, oh, you must be exaggerating. We're not. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, you will not be able to see a single action sequence that happens in this yeah. film. Yeah, so most of it's at night. Yeah. And it's it's just filmed in a way. There's a lot of CG involved in a lot of sequences. So it just yeah. makes it difficult. Night CG. It just doesn't. It's, yeah. it's not good at all. Yeah. Well, look, it's only as good as the script, right? Yeah. Which, uh, you know could have helped if it could have if it could have if it had made certain choices um yeah this film is so the look the script is it, it's manageable right it could if, be if the yeah. if the fighting had been good yes i would i would have been okay with the script and the story that they told yeah i, I still would have had gripes but you know what i mean like yeah I'll, it wouldn't have been as bad and it wouldn't have been as glaring either yeah. right because a lot of action films like i said a lot of action films fall within you know a certain type of trope right some can elevate them but for the most part if you go in to see a run-of-the-mill action film you know you, you got all your basic plot points and all, and all of them are hit here without even giving you know going into spoilers or anything like that uh you know all of them are hit any anything you think an origin story is going to have. Uh, you, you got it all. <laughs> it's all here. All of it. The yeah. betrayal, the trials, the the fights, the, the you know, friends turned enemies and frenemies. To fr all of it. It's all there, right? Uh, and, and you could excuse a lot of that if the action was good. And I usually do. But here, because the action is so poor and almost non-existent, you just get real bored. Because now it's just people talking really low, by the way. Yeah. Couldn't hear a thing. Oh dear, in places, and also just 
making the most nonsensical of decisions. Yeah. At the drop of that, you yeah. know, it's... This, this is one of those things, too, where you've got a script that feels as if it had gone through uh, a few drafts, and they'd already kind of filmed these drafts well, together, mean, and they, they're not really woven together in yeah. the way. I felt, I felt like there was more than one movie going on at there, times. I, to me, personally, I feel like there was some reshoots that must have happened. Yeah. Um, and... Look, it's not a spoiler. I can just say why. Um, so, the character of Storm Shadow yeah. has a scar on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the position of that scar was as constant as the mole on the king from Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> I, was, I, was I have a scar. Yeah, I was waiting for that scene. I was waiting for Snake Eyes to be like, wasn't, wasn't your scar on, on the left? <laughs> like, <laughs> it would have bumped it up a whole number, by the way. If they would have just addressed it, it would have bumped my number. Whatever my rating is going to be at the end of this, would have bumped it up a whole number if they'd have just addressed it. Yeah, but there was... I mean, don't get me wrong. It happened in a lot of places, but it was most prevalent in these these particular scenes that was in, like, a headquarters. And so I felt like maybe those was reshoots, and that's why the scar was so drastically different. And yeah. It, and, yeah, it was bad. Sometimes it was straight up and down, like, right under his eye. And then other times it would, like, veer off really hard to the to the right. And it was yeah. like, who is in charge of continuity here? <laughs> no one. Yeah, it does. It really does. Because there, there are so many elements going on in this film where it's like, it wants to be a Snake Eyes origin story. But it also wants to be kind of a, you know, like I said, friends turn enemy story. It wants to be a, you know ninja training story it wants to be a gi joe story it wants to be a cobra yeah, story did, it wants to you, be a... did you feel it had a bit of that batman v superman feel? yes was, yes uh, was just it, trying to yes. cram too much in well they wanted all of these things because eventually they're going to make it all make sense and it's like no yeah, no not after this not one. after this you're not first of all um <laughs> but you know and it's, it's a complaint i have about a lot of films that do this where it's like you know, you've got to trim the fat. You, you, if you're going to tell a Snake Eyes G.I. Joe origin story, just make it about Snake Eyes. Because honestly, some of the best parts and some of the best things are that journey as he goes through, you know, when yeah. he goes to Japan and he's doing all all this other stuff that's going on around him. is just clutter. Yeah, it's just if, <laughs> if you're trying to establish a cinematic universe or, right. or whatever, you know, you just want you want multiple films. You're building a franchise, right? Batman v Superman is not the film to model it after. <laughs> Iron Man is the film to yes. model it after. So you just tell Snake Eyes story, and then mid credits, you have you know a Joe show up, uh, yeah, and, right. and be like, "Hey, yo, Joe, or whatever." Yeah, you don't, right. you don't throw some cheeky dumb yo Joe line in when it makes no sense. It's, and that he's was almost, so out of left field, by the way. And to your point, you could almost not hear it. Yeah. To, to maybe where the filmmakers was like, this is really stupid. We should just <laughs> just make it almost inaudible, you know? <laughs> like, can, can she whisper? Can she just whisper that little line of exposition? Can she just... Yeah, because it is. It's so out of left field. Uh, they just... Uh, and I guess we can... So, uh, real quick. So, this film yeah, had three I gonna, writers. I was going to let you try to say this one. I'm not name. going to. Um, but it, I'm going to tell you this. I've got it. I've got it. I'm going to butcher it. Spiliotopolis. Spiliotopolis. There you go. I was going to say, look, he's Greek. So whatever you think I'm supposed to say, that, that's what it is. Um, yeah. So it was it was written by Evan 
Stipilopolis. Spiliotopolis. Spiliotopolis. <laughs> Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> uh, and there's two other writers. Uh, that jo- Joe Shrapnel, which... <laughs> that feels, sounds made up. Feels, feels sort of appropriate, <laughs> feels actually. Uh, I feel like Evan was like, hey, I don't want all the blame for this. Can we just... Just throw a couple of names on there. I feel like that was so. You look, you've got you've got Evan Spiliotopoulos, right? They they. So this is the writers' meeting. They all show up. Look, hey, I'm Evan Spiliotopoulos, and then Anna's like, hey, I'm Anna Waterhouse, and then Joe, whose name is probably like Joe Smith. He's like, Joe, I'm Joe. Wait, they've got really cool names. I'm Joe Shrapnel. Honestly, the way that people get named in this film makes complete sense. Yeah, Honestly, uh, that all lines up. They this I'm not going to say we'll, we'll save it for spoilers, but uh, a lot of films lately, especially when they're doing like origin things, have have just this trope of trying to explain things about the character that no one cares about. Yeah, right. And this film is not above it. Yeah, it's it's really not. And and the you know you know I won't tell you how, but this idea that we need a, a reason as to why. This person is called Storm Shadow, and this person is called Snake Eyes. And it's like, I I don't care. Uh, my whole life, I've watched Snake Eyes, and I've never once thought, hmm, I wonder how I got that name. Ever. Because they're G.I. Joes. They've got code names. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what his, what his actual name is or how he got it. It's, it's so, and the way they do it, it look, it, we both. In the middle of the film, we both leaned over and and immediately thought of Solo, a Star Wars story, because it's got that same that same ridiculous vibe. Where as soon as you hear it, you're just like, "Oh God, this is what we're gonna. This is canon now." Yeah, and that's that's not what you want. <laughs> no, you know, it's it's really you, you not. Don't, you don't need people focusing on something like that. It's just so stupid. Yeah. But they did it anyway. They did. Uh, and they, they do all yeah, of them. Did you actually want to talk about the writers? The film's No, not, I just wanted to make sure that as we're ranting and raving about how horrible this film is put together <laughs> in, in writing-wise, that somebody has a name to, and we can blame someone. <laughs> so well, don't actually have to talk about Mr. Supergalifragilistic. Um yeah, it, it, it whatever, mate. Yeah, it, it was no, it was it was not good. It yeah, no. And, but, and look, there's nothing in his in his credits that make you think, oh, I wonder what went wrong. It's yeah, he's not that kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. But seriously, they're Joes. You don't need. It's. I mean, if, I'm just waiting for the next GR Joe film to just be like, hey, why do they call you Duke? Well, funny you should ask. I'm actually related to royalty. Uh, <laughs> On my yeah, my dad, side. mum. Yeah, it was the Duke of Earl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, and then when they found me, I was a big fan of Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. So they just were like, oh, that must be his name now. <laughs> yeah, the real name's Conrad. You know what I mean? Like, I just, but like, yeah, they're military. The military. Hey, it's a code name. They gave you a code yeah, name. That's simple, all we need. Simple as that. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, uh, just the last bit, and then we'll move on to casting. But yeah, it just it does feel like there's way too much going on, and, and they really do have that BVS vibe, where they're just trying to... Everything that gets introduced is a setup for something else that you don't have a payoff for here. And it, it's frustrating. And the Joes are a great example. Um, you know, not spoiling anything, but we'll get into casting a bit. But Samara Weaving, you know, plays Scarlet, uh, a very famous Joe. 
And she's in the film so little that she could have just been the post credit scene. She should have been. She should have been the post credit scene. You could have done your Avengers initiative for the G.I. Joes, where at the very end, she sits down with Snake Eyes and she's like, I'd like to talk to you about the Joes. And then we could all be like, oh, they're doing it. <laughs> and that's much yeah. better than what's happening here. It also makes no sense why it takes it. Because like when they first interact with the characters via phone call, right? But, and she's at an airport. And then she's like, I'll be on my way to Japan shortly. And then she don't arrive till the end of the film. Yeah. And it's like, but you were already at the airport. <laughs> the first time the flight actually takes the amount of time it does yeah. to fly to Tokyo from wherever she was. Did you stop over in Paris for a coffee? <laughs> what? <laughs> Joe stuff, you know? Cup of Joe for a good old Joe. It's... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can. Let's talk about yeah, casting. I, I'm, I'm uh, reserving a lot of my thoughts about the actual script for when we get to spoilers. No, and that's fair. That's fair because there is uh, there is too much to unpack, and I'm sorry, mm. but it's there's just way too much to talk about. Honestly, um, yeah. So we can talk about casting. So uh, obviously, Henry Golding uh, is is the titular character. Yeah, um, who you'll know from you know that Guy Ritchie film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, you know him from Crazy Rich Asians. And that guy, Richie. <laughs> that one too. All right, fine. The gentleman. <laughs> yes, yes, there you go. Uh, look, I like Henry Golding. I think he's fine. He, he's a charming guy. He's a very likable guy. Um, you or, know. or just for the record, I have no thoughts on him whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then we'll move on, I guess. Um, no, continue your thoughts. No, I'm, just just saying, saying, I'm just saying. I didn't, uh, I didn't have an opinion of him before this film. Got is it. What I'm okay. saying. All right, fine. Um, I, yeah, no. In general, uh, I, I don't, I don't have anything against him. How about that? I, I think he's a fine actor, and you know, I could see, I could see why somebody like that would be like, yes, Snake Eyes could be a good vehicle for me to be. You know, he, obviously he has this breakout role as Crazy Rich Asian, so he's playing the you know rom com guy. Uh, and then, you know, to kind of transition into something that's a bit more action-y, I think he's very capable of doing it. I'll tell you this, he's better than Cole Young uh, in Mortal Kombat, so he's got that one up on him. <laughs> oh. Look, I will say one thing that this film does have over Mortal Kombat is at least tells a full story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't... Sure, he's fine. Yeah. I thought, would you would you say that he was wasted here? No, no, no. I don't know that he was wasted here. I, I think because the film focuses very heavily on Henry Golding as Snake Eyes, uh, and then Andrew Koji, uh, who who plays Tommy, yeah, uh, who is in fact wasted here. <laughs> yeah, he is wasted here. Uh, his talents so so far above what's being asked of him here. It's yeah. it is just not fair. That he's even in this. And honestly, I feel that way about most of these people. Um, yeah. Well, it was like, I felt like uh, Andrew Koji was wasted in this the same way, and I'm blanking on the actor, actor's name, but the one who played uh, Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat oh, film. Oh, yeah. Al also from Warrior. Also from Warrior, yeah, right. They're, they're both just <laughs> like, they're, they're very talented, both in acting and in martial arts. Right. And there was basically wasted in both films yeah in both acting and martial yeah. arts i yeah. mean to to be fair andrew is he's he's doing the best he can with what yeah. he's given he's actually yeah. probably the most enjoyable part of the film I, I would agree i would absolutely agree and i feel like he's given in his all when no one is no one is asking him to um 
Uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He is wasted here. And, and again, that some of that, you know, tailors back to the action as well. Uh, because you've got a good fight. He's a great martial artist. He looks great on camera when he is fighting. And they were like, yeah, no, you don't got to do any of that, mate. Just, you know, say your lines like everyone else. <laughs> Quietly, if you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, so one of the other main characters is played by Haruka... Abe? Uh, I think it's Haruka Abe, yeah. Because otherwise it would be Haruka Abe, and that just don't seem right. <laughs> Seems so, like she should be a writer, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, she was also fine. Again, uh, yeah. the, the acting's not the problem in this film. It's really not. And and most of these people, uh, again, like I said, most of them are wasted. I mean, look, you've got Iko Ues, who I think is just one of the best martial artists acting today and he just i feel like he is constantly underutilized and it's really unfair because not only is he just phenomenal on camera when it comes to martial arts but he's also a really good actor he's a good he could do both and they just he might as well have not been in this film uh you could have done anybody uh you know even if he had fight choreography we don't see it so you could have done anyone it could have just been you <laughs> you, you be, you be hard master. Yeah, why not? Just uh, you, stunt person, get over here. Yeah, get over here. You, you don't got to say anything. Just you know, stand there. We'll we'll dub it in post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the the cast is, you know, it's filled with good people, but it's just everyone yeah. is underutilized. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and again, uh, people like Samara Weaving. Why are you here? Why are you here? Well, I think she was there. In case this did well, that she would be leading the charge for the next G.I. Joe film, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Um, I just don't know how the box office is going to be yeah, for this. She, she is definitely wasted. She does feel. Uh, she feels like the way Bruce Willis feels in a lot of his films, where he's uh, recently, uh, where he just pops in for a day, films a couple of lines, and then. You never see him again, but they but they splash his name all over the all over the poster. Like, oh, it's a Bruce Willis film, and then it's not. It's really not. But that's how it felt to me. Where it was like, why, why are you here? What What do you? I know you only had it. It does. It feels like she was only there for a day, and she just did a quick change. Yeah, usually she's when she's in something, you can see like she's having a she's having a good time doing it. Yeah. the character's fun. This character, I think, was supposed to be fun. Uh, in play uh, in in, sure. in place in one place, <laughs> uh, maybe sure. two. But yeah, yeah it did. It, it sort of had that, like there was just like Samara was actually at an airport, and mm. they shot it with a camera, and there was just like we've got look, we've hired some blokes. You just knock them around a bit. <laughs> oh, you really flying to Tokyo? Yeah. Oh well, this this works out great. Yeah. Thanks, just, Samara. Just say some lines at <laughs> the camera, and we've got it. We've got yeah. it sorted. It's all good. No, we, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll just edit you into the film. Don't worry about it. it, it it'll, it'll look great. <laughs> it'll look great. Don't worry. You're doing great. Uh, it, yeah. if, if you're in Tokyo, just call us. Look, we'll put you in some other scenes. If Zack Snyder could do it, so can we. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, too, because I love Samara Weaving. I think she's absolutely fantastic. There, there's another girl who plays the Baroness, uh, Ursula Cabrera, who I very much enjoy from Money Heist. Uh, you might not know her, but I, she's a phenomenal actress, and she does look like she's having a lot of fun here, but it's also like, why are you here at the same time? It, yeah, I, there's most of this cast is wasted. I and mean, if anything, I felt like her character probably made more sense than any other character. That yeah, was absolutely. Here, but, absolutely. Yeah, but again, it is sort of like, 
we, we could have done this differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So She does get the one F word in the PG-13 movie. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty well placed. And I'm, if anyone is going to say it, I'm glad it's her. I'm also fairly confident it was the only time that you legitimately laughed. <laughs> it was. In the movie. <laughs> it was. I don't know if it was that the line was well placed, that the line was well said, or I just have a really big crush on Ursula. It could be any combination of any one of those three. I mean, I feel like it came at a place in the film where we was feeling the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Where you just wanted to get out. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and maybe that wasn't even a real line in the film. <laughs> they just reached a week of filming and she was like, no, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Use CGI and put me in other stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, at this point, I don't even think we need to really talk about action. No, we don't, because we've already gone over it. So, uh, yeah. Can just real quickly, you know, we, we mentioned there is a lot of CG in this, so special effects it is very CG heavy in a lot of places, and yeah. it felt like it did not need to be. Yes. And I, I felt like that took away from things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess we should probably rate it then. Oh, uh, eh? yeah. All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. We've not been having a good run, have we? No, uh, this return to theatres is just not, it's not yeah. good. It's my, it's my third film back and I feel like maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't come out again. You got a lot, you got a lot to live up to, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> you better bring it, The Rock. Yeah, Oh boy. It's all on you, mate. It, it better be Jumanji all over again, yeah. mate. I'm fine with Jungle Cruise Jumanji 3. I am totally fine with that. Five out of five, if that's what I get. Even though it actually looks like it's just a remake of The Mummy. Yeah, no. The Brendan Fraser Mummy. Yeah. 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 And which is probably better than the actual remake of The Mummy, so. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well. <clears throat> what, what do you got, Caitlin? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I am going to give this. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So I'm giving it uh, 1.5 out of 5 giant unnecessary CG snakes. Just. Oh, we can't talk about them because it's spoilers, but my God, what a nightmare. Oh, wow. Um, tired of these CG snakes. <laughs> In my sneaky sake, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, it, it's bad. Um, I look, I'm very disheartened and I'm very sad uh, because I, I did not want to have to do this. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna even go a bit lower. I was so, so bored. Uh, I, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go one out of five wasted badass girl shots. That we could, and that I, it just, yeah. And are we, I'll have to, I just have to ask, are we being more, are we just jaded now because we've had so many bad experiences? Because I, I felt like I was equally bored with F9. Uh, yeah. But I don't think I rated it that low. I didn't rate it that low either. I, I think. Maybe because you could at least see the action that was going on. <laughs> I, but yeah, Even but like as, I said. As uninspired as it was in uh, that. Yeah, but like I said, you could forgive a lot of that. Yeah. And. And I will give Fast Nine this. They at least got, they at least attempted to be on the cusp of just outright silliness, which is what we've wanted, right? Yeah. So even though they didn't go full throttle on it, uh, they at least tried. This one, I just, 
I wasn't even just... There's just nothing for me to look at and be like, well, all right, I'll, I'll give you a boost for that one. Even even the characters and the actors that I really, really enjoy, they're just not in the film enough. And when they are in the film, I don't know why they're there. And then there's no action to blind me from those glaring issues. You know what I mean? It just... If I can't see the action, then I've got to pay attention to your story. And your story's crap. So... Yeah, uh, just goes to prove you never go full snake eyes. You never go full snake eyes, mate. It's just it's not right. Or storm shadow, for that matter. <laughs> uh, let, let's get into spoilers so we can dissect this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a valid question, though, mate. Because I do, I do. It pains me to even even come out that way. But I just I will never ever watch this film again. Uh, ever. I, yeah. I will never watch this film again. It's to be it's broken my spirit. We're not even we're yeah. not doing the spoiler song. Just 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 leave. Just, all right. All right. If, you, if you don't right. if you don't want spoilers, just go. That's, just. that's bad when Kaylin doesn't even <laughs> want to sing. It's, <laughs> this this film might make him quit, to be honest. Yeah. Like, okay. Go get Nigel. Bring Nigel back. <laughs> I don't know if I could put Nigel through this. That'd be so unfair to be like, Nigel, come back. And then I, I'll show him Snake Eyes. <laughs> and he disappears again. Uh, then you have to get a third British host <laughs> to come join you. It'd just be me talking about how bad Snake Eyes is. Uh, all right, I think you're gone, right? You guys are gone. Yeah. <laughs> all this gibberish. Uh, yeah, look, spoilers. Uh, just We're doing it. Um, so, I can't believe... <laughs> I can't believe that there was magic involved in the G.I. Joe. Look, you want you want tech? You want crazy tech that don't exist? Fine. I thought those those accelerator suits yeah. are, were, were dumb yeah. from the first one. I thought that was about as dumb as you could get. And But apparently not. But no. You know, I'll, I'll at least go with you on that. It's tech-based, yeah. right? And Joe's always had tech and stuff like that. But when you're breaking out magic stones that can incinerate people uh i'm out at, at I'm will out. by the way <laughs> at out. will and the, and and to to piggyback on the magic giant cg snakes like yeah, i'm talking this... like anaconda oh, the film God. anaconda giant snakes uh, i mean these look maybe a little better but not much not much i was gonna say they're about the same to be honest um yeah i that is easily one of my biggest problems. It's, it's not my biggest problem, but it's on the list of problems that I have where if you're going to do a film, because this film, it does a lot to try to ground Snake Eyes, right? It, it tries to take away some of the 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 mystery of, of who Snake Eyes oh, is. you mean by making him talk? <laughs> by making him talk a lot uh, and giving him a pretty face like Henry Golding's face. Um, but you know, you try to ground it with like the Yakuza and, oh, there's a, you know, it's a training and, and, you know, you do the whole, oh, brothers in arms trope and all of that. And so if you're going to do all that, right. And you're going to have, you know, your GI Joes and everybody, you know, your, your Cobras, they're all real terrorist type groups that are dealing weapons, whatever, right. You're going to do all that. You can't all of a sudden switch gears and be like, oh, magic rocks. Like, that's... No, it's either all ridiculous or none of it is. You, you don't get to just randomly introduce these weird, just such bizarre magical elements to this thing. Especially if it's not actually going to do... So, I thought was going to happen, 
right? Everybody knows that Snake Eyes is, is horribly scarred right. Right, and mute. So I thought when this guy was like lighting people on fire, I thought that he was going to burn Snake Eyes and we was going to get sort of a Deadpool thing yeah. going on where, you know, because Ryan Reynolds is a pretty man, but then, yeah. you know, he got scarred up for the film. Yeah, and now he's just a pretty ugly man. And then that stone did nothing like that. No. And Snake Eyes just walks away from the film, a handsome man with a new suit given to him by a clan that he helped mostly destroy. Yeah, that... Uh, all right, let's address this magic thing. And let's address these these snakes. Uh, and then we can... Because that... Uh, I am not entirely sure if there is a hero in this film. No, we, uh, I actually don't think that there is a protagonist in this movie. We asked each other... <laughs> Partway through the film. Yeah. We're like, so Snake Eyes is the bad guy, right? Yeah. That's... I'm rooting for Tommy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want Tommy to be the successful one. Like, I want Cobra to come out on top. Is that what's happening? Yeah, from the moment that <laughs> twist was revealed, and I was just like, wait, so Snake Eyes <laughs> is the villain? That's a bold, it's a bold stance, I guess. But... Yeah, it's, it is. It is so weird. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the magic rock, uh, whatever. Uh, okay, fine. I get the clans of mysticism and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. I can almost excuse the rock. You're a wizard, Stormy. <laughs> Snake eyes and the sorcerer's stone. Um. <laughs> oh, that's what this was. That's what this was. <laughs> right down to the god snakes. Um, yeah, just... My God. Uh, these snakes, I... Could not believe that they went there with these things. It is, first of all, they build up this challenge. Like, it's, it's you know, 80% of the, you know, people fail and, and whatever. And so it's this big setup and they're constantly building it up. Oh, you're never going to survive the third challenge, mate. And then the third challenge are these just horrible CGI, gigantic, overblown snakes that, React to people who have pure of heart. Yeah, if you if you have impurity in your heart, yeah, they eat you. So they can basically they turn them into the monsters from After Earth. They can, just, they can smell your fear because, like, even at the end of the film, when when he you know and oh oh I wanted to I wanted to punch someone when that reveal happened. Oh, yeah. When they were yeah. fighting, you know, oh. and you see the hole oh, in the background, and so I was like... bad. And you, you could tell exactly what it was. He's like, oh, he's going to knock him in, and yeah. he's not pure of art, so the snakes are going to eat him. But then, like, it looked like the snakes was going to eat uh, his snake eyes as well. Yeah. But then he does that, like, just calm your breathing. <laughs> is that what pure of art is? Yeah. You yeah, just yeah. got to focus and breathe. Yeah. You just got to have a, a slow heartbeat. You got to got to be at a good heart rate. It's a cardio thing. <laughs> And is that is that how you were trying to ground the giant magic snakes? It's just... It is so weird, and it's you know what. And I said this, I literally leaned over and said this to Kaylin. Uh, but I said this feels like the giant mechanical spider in Wild Wild West. Uh, which, if you know anything about that film, you know that the only reason that that is in there is because some twat producer was not going to pony up any money for the film. Unless they had a giant mechanical spider. And he'd been trying to get this spider into numerous films and everyone turned him down. And then Wild Wild West was like, hey, we need your money. That's what this felt like. It, it has almost zero payoff. It makes no sense. 
And everything that they do with it doesn't make any sense. Like, characters literally turn and just become a whole different character in the midst of these weird CGI magical snakes. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want some giant snakes in the film. <laughs> but that, would that make no sense? They're ninjas. They're all, yeah, well, Cobra is a thing, right, in this universe. So, ipso facto, giant snakes. <laughs> Anacondas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, but, but Cobra's a different snake altogether. Look, I don't... Don't bother me with semantics, all right? Just make it happen. Yeah, just make one of them black. I don't care. Hey, you got Cobra over here. you got Snake Eyes over here. <laughs> and you're telling me I can't have giant snakes. Well, then you're not getting my check. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's exactly how the conversation went. And then they were like, all right, fine, we'll put it in, but we're not going to like it. Uh, speaking of Snake Eyes... Oh, Lord. This, so this, I knew, I knew he was in for a bad experience when this film opens... With the naming scene from Solo, a Star yeah, Wars yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, it's a flashback to when Snake Eyes is a boy. These people show up to kill his dad. And the, the killer breaks out a pair of dice. And as soon as I saw the dice, I was like, he's going to roll Snake Eyes right now. <laughs> and that's why this character's going to call himself Snake Eyes. I'm going to punch someone. And sure enough. It's so bad. That's what happens. His dad rolls so... Snake Eyes. They shoot him in the head. And then Snake Eyes gets out of there and then calls himself Snake Eyes forever. Forever. <laughs> just forever. Even after he finds out that the dice was loaded, he always rolls Snake Eyes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, also, I'm keeping it now. It's also like your entire motivation of this character is to seek vengeance. Why in the world would you name yourself after the one thing that literally killed your dad? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. If anything, you'd be afraid of dice for your whole life. <laughs> Someone just pulls out a dice at the crap table when you're in Vegas and yeah. you have PTSD. You just kill everyone. Ah! <laughs> Not again! No! <laughs> he brought out the dice. He'll never play D&D. Um, just, what? Why? But that's how the film opens. Why? Yeah, that's, that is literally the catalyst for everything that happens. And then we get we go from that right into our they sort of do the Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, right. Where it was like where the flash and he's getting punched at the same time. Yeah. From the flashback, and we get into our first fight that you can't see, and uh, yeah. <laughs> which which doesn't make any sense because it's literally just a no holds bar yeah, cage match, cage sort of match thing. sort of thing. Like, there's no reason to do this weird edit cut stuff. Like, it's not like it's a big action sequence. And people have been doing those in countless films. Uh, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, that, look, I... There's so much to unpack but, here. It's... But speaking to Snake Eyes... So you mentioned his motivation, right? It's yeah, his, it's yeah, his entire right, yeah, thing. right. So I've got problems with this as okay. well. Because it's... So just to quickly sum up, uh, some, some bloke approaches Snake Eyes and is like, Hey come work for me, I can find your dad's killer. Yeah. And so he does. And then something happens and someone in the organization is revealed to be a traitor and that's, that's Storm Shadow, right? He's, he's infiltrating because the leader of this organization was part of his clan and betrayed bad guy, blah, blah, blah. So Snake Eyes... None of this matters like 30 minutes later, yeah. by the way, because it all switches around. Snake Eyes saves him. And at the, at the time that it happened... And in, in in the context of what happened, I was like, "Why did he save him?" Yes. Well, weren't you thinking that same thing? I, I was, and I was like, "Oh, 
because uh, you see this in the trailers, right? You see basically this entire scene because, yeah, there's a lot of action, but you can't see that either. So you're better off just watching what happens in the trailers. And, yeah, when it happens, you're just kind of like, oh, there's no, there's nothing going on here. They're not even friends. Like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then it's revealed later that uh, Snake Eyes is a double agent. Yeah. So he he was he's actually working for the for the chap that approached him, but his actual job was to make friends with Storm Shadow and infiltrate the clan so that he could steal the magic jewel that lights people on fire and then <laughs> crawl up the mountain and yell Jumanji and wait no sorry yeah. That's, yeah. that's a different magic jewel that's, altogether. That's a much better film. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. I hated this film so much. So that's the reveal, right? But <coughs> right. then as as uh, I'm gonna just call him Snakey from now on. Okay, as, that's as, fine. As Snakey is, you know, going through the process, it's not really training, is it? They're just like no, because hey, they skip over all that. Yeah, we'll just, just, just test him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just test him. He's already yeah. got the skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they start going through his tests, and of course he gets to know Tommy Stormy. I'm Snakey and Stormy. Snakey, Snakey and Stormy. Yeah, yeah he, like he gets that. to know uh, Stormy a bit better, and he starts having second thoughts about what he's doing, but. Uh, then the evil bad guy, uh, he, he plays on it again, you know, like, oh, you've wanted this your whole life, mate. Yeah. But here's my problem, all right? You find out that this chap is working for Cobra. Right. Right? The, the ninjas explain to you that Cobra is a bad organization that does evil worldwide. And you also, at the same time you discover that, you discover that they know the Joes who are the good guys. And one of these Joes is coming to meet up with you. And and if you were ever curious about whether or not you're supposed to believe that the Joes are the good guys, they actually say it out loud in a line of dialogue where she says, oh, those are the Joes, they're the good guys. Yep. That is a direct quote, by the way. Just to be clear. <laughs> but my problem is, he's he, and he's already having... Doubts right. about everything that he's doing. Yes. And it's like, so at that point, why wouldn't you be like, hey, can we all take a time out? Yeah, so and that's, I was that's what betray- I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I was going to betray you, but now I'm not because yes. I've got this chip on my shoulder. But it sounds like you may know some people who could help me out and then I wouldn't have to feel bad about it. Right. But no, that's not what happens. No, no, <laughs> he not. completes his plan. And then feels bad about it once he finds out that Cobra lied to him, and they're the ones that ordered his dad's killing. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I saw that coming a mile uh, yeah, away. No, so. uh, yeah, absolutely. And look, there are so many better ways to do this than what they do here. Because I, I thought the same thing. I thought when you know it, it's revealed that they're working for Cobra, and then it gets revealed again that not only are they working for Cobra, but they both have you know similar interests, and they're like you know buddy buddy. I thought for sure he was going to, you know, go back, have this, you know, montage moment of, oh, I don't know what to do with my life, uh, and then decide, you know what, no, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history, I'm going to go up against the Cobras, I'm going to confess my sins, and, you know, whatever. And even then, look, you can still put the rift between Snakey and Stormy by Snake, by Snakey actually coming forward and admitting his, and telling him, Hey, I was sent here to betray you. I was going to do it. And then right out of the gate now, Stormy has 
dedicated, he's put his life on the line, his neck on the line for this man, and now he discovers that he's not going to be able to trust him. So even if for the rest of the film, their whole motivations align and they're working together, that trust and that bond is no longer tight anymore. So it would make sense that if they end up going their separate ways, and you can still have Stormy, you know, lead with anger, and that's the reason that he gets kicked out, and uh, he's going to blame you know, snaky for it, even though now it's not really Snakey's fault and he's placing the blame on the wrong way. That is not what happens here. It is all 100% Snakey's fault and Tommy is absolutely in the right. Yeah, and I feel like he actually has more right to be angry in this, <laughs> the way this film ends because yeah. everything happens is so stupid. I mean, down to... The, so I don't remember the female character's name and I feel bad right now because she was rather in, inconsequential. I'm going to look it up. Akiko was the character's name. I did not know so that. To be she, I watched the whole film. Yeah, did they, not know that. They must have said it, but I don't, you know. <laughs> he whispered it, though. Yeah. So she is like the chief security of the of the ninja clan. And yeah. she's she's mistrustful of Snakey right from the start. Right. Uh, and for most of the film, like she's fallen in places. Yeah. He's lying to her. She kind of knows he's lying to her. And then they have this moment right before the final test which involves the snakes. And all the scene is, is uh, like, she still don't trust him. She don't have any proof, but she says, I don't trust you essentially. And then, and she's like, you know, this clan means everything to me. Cause I didn't have a family before them. Do you even know what that feels like? And he's like, yeah, well, me dad died. He was murdered. And, and I want revenge. And then she's like, cool. Like that's, that's it. Right? I trust you now. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, take those thoughts out of your heart for the third challenge. Which was the equivalent of uh, what Kitana saying, use the element which brings life. <laughs> right? <laughs> which basically. Which they already do, by the way. <laughs> they already do that in the first challenge. Yes. <laughs> because Stormy is like, oh, you got to humble yourself and, you know, put check your ego at the door. And then, you know, he gets into a little tiff and then he, he scoops out the water and he does exactly that. And he's like, oh. Let me remember the words that were just said 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm not a ninja, nor nor would I consider myself a humble man. But my first instinct was to be like, hey, I'll give you mine, you give me yours. <laughs> like, that, was, that was literally what I thought when that challenge was presented. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, so then, <laughs> but the very next scene is that final test. So... That there's been no rapport built up between these two right. characters. Other than she just absolutely does not trust him. Yeah, and and then, she's constantly advising Tommy and, and Stormy to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> just kick him out. And then they have this one one moment, one moment where he's like, hey, we dad was murdered. And then now she trusts him because the very next scene, and she doesn't just trust him. Yeah. She trusts him enough to basically forfeit her own life. Because when he's down there, the snakes who can sense if you're pure of heart, since he's not, yeah. and they go to attack, and she hops down there and pushes him out of the way, and then calms him down with her purity, I guess. Uh, sure. But then she gets in trouble for it. R kind of. And so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Snakey gets kicked out, but whatever. The, his yeah. plan was to, I mean, his plan was so, it's so brilliant in that it only works because the ninjas are stupid. Yes. <laughs> very, very stupid ninjas. Uh, and she's also very bad at a job. <laughs> I mean, not just her. Stormy's equally bad. That, that is true. Someone <laughs> tripped an alarm. 
All right, let's go immediately to the place with a thing that is under lockdown, and we're going to display how to open it yeah. in front of the whole forest. <laughs> Are you watching? Everyone. Is everyone watching? And even when you know, she clearly knew something was up, because she shows back up once Snakey steals it. Right. But you waited until yeah. he stopped. The moment he was in that room, you yeah. should have been like, that's enough of that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like, he goes through with the entire plan. And it's like, but I, I'm, that whole scene, and that's where I really was like, I'm supposed to be rooting for him because he literally not only does he put the entire clan in jeopardy and anybody that dies is blood on his hands and the the fact that he goes through with it grabs it fights her and she still is like oh yeah well maybe he's not so bad <laughs> and i was like no no he's a bad guy yeah it's just well, you haven't trusted him this whole time and now he turns out to be someone who was lying yes and you're not, hey, just kill him. You're still like, hey, but remember we shared that moment a few scenes ago? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It made oh. no sense. And then, yeah, so then he turns the stone over. He finds out what can be done with the thing. Yeah. He sees that you can just incinerate someone instantly. Um, still, we, you know, he's got face, his face like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But, hey, where's the person who killed me, dad? <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah. So they finally give him that. That's where the reveal is that the person who killed his dad works for Cobra or right. wor worked for Cobra and killed his dad under their order. So now he realizes, oh, they are bad, but I knew that. <laughs> and then he decides, he decides that he's made a bad choice and he should go fix it. And then we get the big fight scene where, you know, the big bad is going to wipe out the entire clan and Stormy and Snakey are forced to work together. Uh, in fact, m most, of, I would say any named character. All of them, come, yeah. Come yeah, together yeah. as sort of these ninja Avengers. Uh, yeah. That you yeah. don't care about whatsoever. <laughs> because again, they, they have this, they have a great intro scene where it's the grandmother and Ursula and Scarlet and Baroness, right? And they all decide that they need to team up. Which, and here's my thing. This is my thing. I'm fine with all of that. Personally, I don't think that Samara should be in this film at all. Not just because she's a better actress than what the script calls for, but also her character just doesn't make any sense for her to be in here. But if you had to cram her in there, that's all well and fine. I actually didn't mind those two being able to just kind of bounce back and forth off of each other and just be like, yeah, all right, I hate you, you hate me, but we got to live. So I, I thought yeah. that all that banter was great. So you get this great lineup... <laughs> When you get all three of them, and you're like, "All right, yeah, let's let's get some badass girl action going on here. Let's see these birds in action." No, nope. no, nope. guys, storm in. They all stand there, and um, then it cuts. Yeah. And, and then that, when it cuts back, they're all dead. That was the entire, pretty much most of the entire final battle. Yeah, because you got your your chap from uh, Eco. Yeah, Eco. So he's standing there. He gets surrounded by you know enemy ninjas. And you're like, oh, here we go. We're yeah. finally getting some. And he but, is awesome. Like, yeah. he's, he's supposed to be, like, the greatest warrior in the world. So when you get this lead up, when they're all surrounding him, he and this is uh, just a credit to Eco. he doesn't even move. They just all surround him, and he's just sitting there across, like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll, 
I guess I'll give my heart rate up a bit. Like, it's so cavalier. And it could have been wonderful. It could have been a great action scene. But no, as soon as he stands up and a guy charges him, and it's gone. Yeah, it cuts away to a different battle that's chopped up in a way that you can't make out what's right. going on. Uh, yeah, and they're just constantly doing that. It's yeah, just it was, the whole time. And, so, if it, and if it's not like that, everything is shot so dark and so weird and it's just the cuts are terrible and you just can't make anything it was the 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 end of this film might as well have been an hour long yeah uh, that's what it felt like it, it was so slow so i could not excuse me i could not believe that the film kept going it just it felt because yeah because you can't see the action everything else just drags anyway so you're already pretty bored and it already feels like it's been forever since this film started and then you get to this final, you know, after the action scene and everything goes down. And then it just keeps going because they're desperately trying to set up all this stuff. And it's like, we don't care. First of all, you're a twat, Snakey. I don't like anything about you. Storm Shadow is absolutely right. Uh, he should have killed you where you stand and everyone should have been like, thank you. Can we talk about the technicality that gets Stormy kicked out? He's <laughs> so of stupid. The, of the he's so clan. unfair. So he's so unfair. So he's the last of the lineage, right? It's the grandmother, and it, and then there's him, right? And apparently, there's a rule that no member of the clan is supposed to use the stone. Right. They're just supposed to guard it. But the main bad guy has the stone, and he keeps trying to blow people up with it, and they knock it out of his hands, and Stormy picks it up. And he tries to incinerate the bad guy with it. And then everyone's like, stop! And then he stops. And then they're like, hey, you know that hole you blew in the, the wall there? You're out of the clan. <laughs> I mean, no, they, don't, they don't actually kick him out. But they're like, you can never lead the clan now because you broke the rules. Right. And he's like, but he was trying to... Did you did you miss the part where he had the thing with the stuff and he was trying to... <laughs> did you not notice that our entire compound is on fire? Yeah. You know, when he was trying to melt your face. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah was and, and you remember that this twat standing here that you're all fine with yeah. is the reason yeah. that all of that happened. I wouldn't have had to pick up the stone <laughs> if he'd have just left it in the safe. But what's, what's that? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll just leave and you give him a suit of armor. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, He's yeah, now yeah. part of the clan. Yeah. You take security officer. You you take the clan. It's totally fine. You know what? I'm going to go call up the Baroness. We're going to have a drink. Everything's going to be great. It was so dumb. Yeah, was it's just, so convoluted when, and so just... At the uh, end of the movie, so when, the, when the clan gave him the ninja suit, they had the clan moniker on the sleeve, like the classic character. I was like, why would they give that to you? Yeah. Why would they not have killed you because like the first time the grandmother sees him again she's like if you ever what did she say if like, you betray us again i'll kill you where you stand it's like yeah, yeah most of your clan's dead now i think <laughs> yeah. i think killing him still the proper way to go here yeah yeah i just i and you're absolutely right it's so stupid and it, and it just be, the longer the film goes on the harder it is to uh root for storm uh i'm sorry <laughs> of course you root for storm shadow i think justice for storm shadow that's where i am uh it becomes very hard to root uh for snake eyes because he is just a bastard to be honest he's just not you know henry is a likable guy and i think he's got a likable face but this character the way that he's written is just not good he's just written really terribly uh and so and there are just so many other ways to, I know that the whole point was to draw this rift between these two and to make yeah. them face off against each other eventually so they have this blood feud for the rest of the 
franchise that probably won't well, exist. And you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't even have a problem with a movie that's going to have your your main character start out bad and become good. I right. don't have a problem with that. Well, I don't have a problem with that either. And but but I need that arc to make sense. Yes. You know, and yes. if if you want the character just to be downright evil to start out, you know, make them go all the way. Um, and then have whatever your, your catalyst is. But this, it just never feels earned. Like, he's he's constantly back and forth on it the whole time, but then he's making decisions that's like, well, he's not really. Right. He's, like, he's clearly not that broken up about it. Yeah, right. You know, you, you knew that this man that you're working for wants to wipe this clan out. Right. Regardless of whether this stone was magic or not. <laughs> right. You know that this is what he believes he needs to go wipe out the clan. That's not a and, secret, by the way. The army. You have to, you've, by his own admission, you know that's what he's going to yeah. do. From the, the point where they meet up with Cobra, because he's yeah. like, you're building an army to go kill them, aren't you? Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, yeah. You know, so there's no, there's no secret about that. And right. yeah, he still goes through with it. And it's not until his own selfish needs, right. where he's like, Oh, you work for them, and they did the thing with the stuff, and the oh, well now now clearly I'm against them. <laughs> I wasn't before, fool, but fool now me I am. once, yeah. <laughs> just I just felt so dumb. Yeah, and and you're right. There's absolutely that turning point. Uh, you know th- that turning point of when he sees those two together, and they tell him straight up, "This is our plan. This is what we want. This is what we need you for. If not, this man goes free." That should have been. Everything that happens after that film or after that moment should have been when we start to see Snake Eyes become a, a good guy. Yeah. Because up until that point, it's totally fine to have him play both sides. I'm not worried about that. But his yeah, his turn comes so late in the game and everything bad that happens is directly tied to the decisions that he makes. And it's all his fault. Everything that he does and everything that happens to anybody else around him is his fault. And I... I I could not for the life of me understand why I was rooting for him to make it to the end because I, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, just kill him. Forget him. I mean, if anything, if you wanted to create that legitimate arc of the character, you should have made it to where he is more clearly bent on revenge. So less yes. less back and forth, right? right. Le- but just more focused on like, I like you people, but I want, right. I want to get my dad's killer, right? And then maybe have uh, a Kiko... Uh, well, since I'm going with Snakey and Stormy, I'm going to go with Akiki. Akiki, uh, yeah, 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 it's good. Go with Akiki, yeah. right? So she follows him at one point, and maybe, you know, she's like, ah, jumps in and intervenes or whatever, and at that point, he's like, no, get out of here, but she gets killed, mm, right? Yeah. And it's his fault, and suddenly... He sees what what his decisions have done. He's impacted someone that didn't deserve to be hurt in this right. way, and right. now he's got to go back to the clan and so maybe he can you know I don't want to say he would would hide it or anything but if that was revealed near the end that he got her killed then Stormy would still have his reasons to hate him right right and I I just feel like that arc would be earned more if if you legitimately saw what his actions did and then the rest of the films are redemption stories where he's still not super likable because he's done horrific things but you can feel the the desire to to redeem be, himself to be and better, to be yeah, better and, and be better yeah right. yeah but we don't have right. that here it's just yeah no it's yeah it, there is so so much wrong with this um 
Yeah, I, th- there is so much missing, and not just in the action. Uh, but, yeah, the story is just written really poorly, and there are just so many elements of this. Where we didn't even talk about the token black guy that <laughs> they've got. Yeah. <laughs> the, the clan, the cl- when, when, when Snakey gets introduced, Stormy's like, hey, careful, because the clan don't like outsiders, but here's our black friend. <laughs> Not only is he a black friend, but he's leading one of the trials. So suit up, mate. Yes. <laughs> I look, I've got nothing against that actor. I've nothing against him at all. He's great. The whole character's fine. But it's like you have you have literally based your entire clan, your entire premise of this whole group to exist on this basis of bloodlines and only being Japanese, and then you're like, oh yeah, we'd like to introduce you to Blackie. But also, <laughs> so like, like half the main characters, because even Akiki's like, yeah, that my family was killed and they took me in. It's like, I thought they don't like outsiders. <laughs> half of the main important people in the clan are outsiders. I'm starting to think they just don't like you, Snakey. And for good reason, you're a twat. And what's uh, what, what is it, Ika? What is that? Well, what is he? He's not Japanese. No, he's not. I think he's Indonesian. Yeah, like... <laughs> he's the greatest warrior. So there you go. But we don't like outsiders. We here. don't like get no outsiders except for you. You, you can come in. You, you're good. You're good. Oh, and you, and you too. You're fine. But no more outsiders. You, Snakey, where are you from? <laughs> I actually am from Britain. Um, <laughs> But I'm playing American for parts of this film. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was the other indication that there was definitely reshoots. Uh, look, I'm all for actors trying. And, you know, there, there's definitely points where, you know, sometimes people just can't do it all the time. And, and I get that. Uh, you know, every now and then you get an actor who's very good at American accents, right? British actor is very good at American accents. And they might slip on, like, the last word or the first word. But for most of the sentence, they've, they've got it down pat. There are moments in this film... Where it doesn't even, it feels like an outtake where Henry was like, yeah, I'm not doing the accent right now. And just went full Brit and, and nobody addresses it. Nobody yeah. says anything. They're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, no, and, and to your point earlier, I mean, maybe just sound mixing and sound editing was a problem with this film. Because yeah. there was multiple places where it was hard to hear what people were saying. Yeah, And right. when they were saying important things, you know, yeah. it was like they was whispering yeah. it. <laughs> and with so much diversity too, it just almost feels unnecessary to make him American. He could literally just be British in America. It's it's really fine. I, but that's the thing is like, if you're gonna do it, then then really do it. But you yeah. can't have full on lines of dialogue that are just in an absolute, like a hundred percent. It's a British accent. Or just make him mute. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, like the character. <laughs> I, and look, if there would have been some sort of explanation, like he gets injured, like I said, if something had happened, uh, maybe that's again part of his redemption arc. Maybe you know, assuming we kept the magic stone, but <laughs> but if if Akiki had been killed and and he was trying to make up for it, and something happens where it's like him and Stormy get trapped in this place with the guy, and he manages to get Stormy out, but the building explodes and he yeah, gets all right. scarred up over it, right. and. And, you know, some old Tibetan man is like, I will tell him you saved his life. <laughs> and, then, and then we just get to watch Batman begin. Yeah. And, then, 
and then, perfect. And then Stormy goes off to create the League of Shadows. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> perfect. And honestly, the, the the villain we didn't even talk about him, but the but the kind of off villain that man could absolutely play Ken Watanabe uh, in in yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, so like, there like, you go. Like, You've like already recast like Ra's al Ghul. Like a young Ken Watanabe. Yeah, was absolutely. It was. Yeah. It's perfect. So we're just going to remake Batman Begins. <laughs> I mean, it's a superior film. And <laughs> it really so, is. Uh, I'll, go, I'll have to ask you, Benjamin. Where does this, where does this film fall on the scale of GR Joe oh, films? Oh God, I, I was really hoping we wouldn't have to do this as our, as our last bit. Um, I, this, I, man, I, this is so tough because I, I loathed that first one. I, I thought the, the the suits and the just the whole premise of it. It just it was so stupid to me. I was angry that I kind of like tonight uh I was angry that I watched this film um but you know G.I. Joe Retaliation I feel like really you know breathe new life into it it rode it rode this great line of just being like yeah we get it it's kind of ridiculous but we're also having a lot of fun um and you could see the action so it was fine um but yeah that one I think is probably its strongest it's not a great film but it's not a terrible film you know if it's if there's nothing else on and it's on, you know, TNT or something like that, I don't mind having it on in the background. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable yeah. action film. So I I can't even believe I'm even considering this, but I actually think this might be the worst so far. I, I really think that this, it might go Retaliation, Rise of Cobra, and and then Snake Eyes. I, I, uh, I'm going to agree with you on that 100% because... I do agree. I agree that uh, Retaliation is probably the best yes. of the whole franchise. Um, and this really does feel like the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it's just because it's that recent and I haven't come back and rewatched Rise of Cobra because I hated that film. I, it, look, Rise of Cobra is... Uh, don't don't torture yourself, mate. It's not... Don't go back. It's not going <laughs> to... Okay, it all has, right. It hasn't... It doesn't age like a fine wine. It's <laughs> so not, it's not going to wash this horrible, uh, you know, rotten cheese no. of Snake Eyes out. Okay. No, right. I think I think even if you rewatch it, you would still agree that yes, it is a better film than this. <laughs> okay. But not by much. Right. It's you know I will say this. Yeah, you can at least see the action that's happening in both of the first Joe films. Right. Um. You know, in the first one, just a lot of dumpy CGI and stuff like that. Um. Interestingly enough, it was directed by Stephen Summers, who directed the Mummy, the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies, yes. which is why I don't know if you remember this. Brendan Fraser has a cameo. Yes, that's right. I do remember in this. that film. Arnold Vosloo is, yeah. is one of the Cobras. That's right. Uh, a couple other people from the Mummy make appearances in that film as well. Yeah. So, uh, and and I found out a little extra bit of trivia. You know those suits that we hate so much. Yes. So apparently, Stephen Summers, who also wrote the Mummy films, okay, uh, he wrote a, a script uh, that he was trying to get made years before called Accelerator. Oh, don't, don't do that to me! Don't and so, don't make me hate him! And so don't make me hate Stephen Summers! Yeah, Please don't make yeah. me do that! So there was oh. like, yeah, there was like, oh. <laughs> there was like, well, you can make GI Joe. I'll make GI Joe. But look, I've got this film I've been trying to get made. Can we put these suits in? I I really didn't think this night could get any worse, to be honest. 
I really did not think it could get worse than Snake Eyes, and now finding out that Steven Summers is no better than the twat that put these giant snakes in this G.I. Joe film. <laughs> so, I think, I think what's next for G.I. Joe, you know, if you really want to just send it home, right. we need... Uh, we need a G.R. Joe origin story mm-hmm. for The Rock's character from Retaliation. Yes. About Roadblock so that we can learn how... He got his name. At, at a very young age, he was in a convoy. <laughs> they got stopped at a roadblock and then everyone blew up. Everyone blew up except for him. Yeah. <laughs> so he adopted the name Roadblock. <laughs> you think we're joking. That is how stupid it is in this film. <laughs> You can do it with anybody. Do it with any character. That's basically... They took the easiest road you possibly could. I'm just so tired of it. Just stop. Just stop stop ruining these things in this way. I don't need to know that. I don't care why he's called Snake Eyes. I know why he's called Snake Eyes. I don't need it to be because he watched someone roll dice before (laughs) shooting his dad in the head. It's so stupid. (laughs) I'd be like if I'd be like if Batman was calling himself Alley Man because that's where his parents were murdered. God, it's so dumb. No, my name's White Pearl. I'm the White Pearl because my mom dropped him when she got shot. Fear the White Pearl. I am the Knight. So dumb. Uh, yeah, look, what's next this for this is, franchise? Well, I suppose we're killed with a gun. So. It's just... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What are you? I'm Bullet. (laughs) (laughs) To anybody writing films out there, this is what you sound like when you write this on paper. I know in your head you think this is a smart idea. This is what it sounds like when you do that. Just think of renaming Batman after his dead parents and then scrap the whole idea. Just scrap it. And look, I'm not opposed to fan service. You know what I mean? Like, if there, there was the, the co- Cobra symbol, even if we had just seen it one time in the film, yeah. I would have been like, hey, that's Cobra. Right. You know what I mean? If you would have just saved Samara Weaving for the end, yeah. she shows up like Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man and is like, I'm Scarlet. And we'd be like, oh! Yeah, it would have been great. It yeah. would have been great. Um, but to just, yeah, to just have them have in the, at the very end, when everyone's doing their superhero walk-up to face the bad guy, and Snakey just steps out and goes... Yo, Joe, to Scarlet, that makes no sense, and I'm supposed to cheer for that? <laughs> it just shows you don't know the product. You don't, yeah, you don't no, know what you, you're you, writing. Yeah, you don't. You don't know. And and again, I understand that this is based on a cartoon that is based on action figures. I'm not asking for a lot, but just basic storytelling at the very least. Because if you're not going to do that, then your alternative is to go absolutely ballistic. With the cartoon yeah. elements of of you know what it is, yeah, go, so then you, go then you go away. full magic. You know yeah. you get you get a a radioactive mutant bear that just beats the crap out of the Joes. You know what I mean? Like that's where if you're gonna do it, then go all the way. But this half in, half out, you yeah. know, back and forth. I mean, at least make it clever. Yeah, you know what I mean, right. you don't you don't need to slap us in the face with it. If there was a scene where. Snakey's at this ninja compound that he's never been at before. They've got rules, and he does something, and someone's like, hey, don't do that, mate. And he's like, hey, I didn't know. And then the other one goes, well, now you know. And then just stop there. Yeah. You don't... Perfect. We, we Perfect. watching, we at home, we're going, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> 
you don't need a character to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are nods that you can do like that. Uh, but this one just abandons all of them. And it's it's really unfortunate. Uh, I, I should hope that if there is anything left uh, in the in the Joe tank, it includes The Rock. <laughs> it includes a full character of Samara Weaving. Uh, you can bring back isn't, Ursula as the Baroness. I'm fine with that. Isn't it, isn't it a shame? Because I thought the Baroness and Scarlet, the the brief interactions they had, yeah. I was thinking to myself, I would so much rather be watching a movie about these two. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. I was like, this is my favorite part of the movie. I love this so much. And that's not just because I have a crush on both of them. Uh, <laughs> but no, legitimately though, like, because not only, uh, you know, yeah, Samara even phoning it in, she's fantastic. Uh, but Ursula clearly is having a lot of fun. Those characters feel like they could be a lot of fun to play in a much larger, better picture, right? They'd just be, and it would be great. I would love to see those two do the storm shadow snake eyes thing <laughs> where, where they're friends and then they're enemies and then they got a partner together but at the end they're enemies i would love that but yeah but but i don't want that now because i know just start with why do they call you scarlet Just stop making origin movies. Yeah, just stop it. Stop it. We don't need it. Just you, you could have just made GI Joe Retaliation two. That would have been fine. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't. Did that one just not make enough? I, I it must not have. It was. Uh, it was the superior of the two films. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. Um, you, you know, yeah. I, I think. I don't know. I, mm. I honestly, I don't know. But mm. whatever. This was. This is bad. Maybe just stop trying to make G.I. Joe live action films. Yeah. Look, I know you got to make the movie because the rights are going to expire, but <laughs> this is not the way to do that. Uh, well, you, you're probably better off just losing the rights. Well, and look, I understand Asbro's branching out into all these things and they're trying to get all these movies made, but it just sounds like, I don't know who you're backing to make your films, but I mean, you, you're not having a great track record, are we? I mean, yeah. Battleship, <laughs> the G.I. Joe films... You know, Clue and Monopoly, which are in development now, yeah. I guess, you know. So it's like, just just maybe, I don't know, do a little more research before you just yeah, hire yeah, people yeah. to make these films. Because did yeah. you see how many production companies were involved at the yeah, opening? Yeah, too? way too many. And there were some what? good, decent companies yeah, involved. Yeah, no, there really like, were. That make better decisions than this. Yeah. Typically, yeah. So, it's uh, it's frustrating. Um, so the point is, don't see Snake Eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you might... You may enjoy it. I don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? I, look, it's, it, see, these things that we pointed out, they might not even bother you. You, you might love shaky cam top action and not being able to see it. And look, to be fair, everybody in the film, regardless of how terrible the script is and how you know listless the action is, everybody in the film is fine. Uh, they're yeah. all the actor. I don't blame any of the actors, and I wish. All of these actors were in a better film because I like most, if not all of them. Um, I just feel like they have a huge disservice in, in the film that they were actually put in. Uh, and it's unfortunate because I think in a better, and we've seen them, you know, Andrew Cote is a fantastic yeah. example. The, the man is a fantastic actor and a great martial artist. And he really doesn't get to showcase either one of those things here. Yeah, so I, I guess if you, if you really want to see all these people, 
You know, uh, go watch Warrior for Andrew Koji. Yep. <laughs> go, go watch Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> for Henry Gold. For Henry. Yeah. Uh, go watch Ready or Not yep. for Samara. Go. Or, or pretty much any other Samara weaving. <laughs> yeah, film. pretty much anything she's in. Yeah. Uh, go watch Money Heist for Ursula. Yeah. Um, go watch The Raid Redemption and The Raid Redemption 2 for Eco Gwais. Um, I don't know what the, what Ike is in. Um, uh, I couldn't tell you, but I'm sure she's got better stuff than this. Yeah. So look her up and go see one of those. And then you can see everybody do great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film.